Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become Mentally Stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles away. We have a weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. murder. On December 10th, 1927, a young boy was born. Early on, he showed sadomasochistic sexual tendencies, like choking himself or tying rope around his penis. Whether it be the generation or the shame, his parents, like so many, ignored the red flags and figured he would grow out of it. That boy grew up to be known as the Glamour Girl Slayer. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Harvey Glattman was born on December 10, 1927. From an early age, he showed some troubling signs of antisocial behavior as well as sadomasochism. As young as four years old, he was caught doing things like tying a rope around his penis and pulling it, placing a rope around his neck and running it through the drain in the tub until taut and pulling, and hanging himself in the attic until he could achieve orgasm. His family, rightfully concerned, took him to the family physician who assured them that he would simply grow out of it. He was very, very wrong. Starting in his senior year, Harvey began binding, gagging, molesting, and robbing women all over his Denver neighborhood. He would find a woman he liked on the streets, follow her home, and note her address before returning at night and sneaking in through the window or back stairs. Everywhere he went, he carried with him a length of rope. At just 17, he was caught breaking into the apartment of a widow 
and, under interrogation, confessed to a string of burglaries. While waiting for trial and on bail for these offenses, he abducted a woman named Noreen Laurel. He spent the evening assaulting the woman before returning her at dawn the next day. She went straight to the police and identified Harvey Glattman from a book of mugshots. He was rearrested and not offered bail. The following November, he was sentenced to a year in Colorado State Prison. He served eight months before being paroled on July 27, 1946, and his mother took him to a psychiatrist to try and avoid another incident. His mother insisted that he leave Denver and the bad reputation he had created. So she accompanied him and set him up in an apartment in Yonkers, New York. His mother, satisfied that he was on the right path, returned to Denver. From the moment she left, he began getting more violent and brazen with his attacks. He spent time in and out of prison for burglary and assault and even spent time in Sing Sing prison. While there, he was diagnosed with psychopathic personality, but after being a model prisoner, was released yet again and this time headed for Los Angeles. While working as a TV repairman, he made a house call to the home of 19-year-old model Judy Dull. While there, he was able to persuade Judy to accept a modeling assignment with him. He was a photographer after all. She arrived to his home on August 1st, 1957, prepared to model for the cover of a magazine and receive a $50 paycheck. It wasn't long before Harvey raped the girl several times at gunpoint before driving her 125 miles away, photographing her again, and then strangling her with a rope and burying her in a shallow grave. While taking photos, he directed her into poses that he wanted, forcing her to model just minutes before her death and even some post-mortem. The reason she took the modeling job in the first place? She was in the middle of a custody battle for her young child and needed money to pay the lawyer. Seven months later, he found his second victim in a Lonely Hearts ad, Shirley Bridgeford. The two were on a date when he drove her to a desert east of San Diego. He directed her through one of his macabre bondage photo shoots before choking her to death with a rope and leaving her body behind. He began trolling modeling agencies looking for victims. He would contact the agencies and offer jobs for Pulp Fiction magazines, earning him the name The Glamour Girl Slayer. On July 24, 1958, he hired model Ruth Mercado for one of his print jobs. And, just like those before her, she was sexually assaulted at gunpoint, raped, and taken to a second location, photographed in various bondage poses before finally being murdered. Then, on October 27, 1958, Harvey Glattman attempted one last time to take an unsuspecting first-time model named Lorraine Vigil. However, Lorraine put up a fight while in the car with Glattman. The two grappled over the gun and a shot went off, skimming Lorraine's thigh. The noise was just enough to startle Harvey Glattman into loosening his grip on the girl, and she kicked at the car door and threw herself out of the car. And, just as Harvey grabbed at her sweater and began to pull her back in, the lights of a police car lit up in the distance. Harvey Glattman was arrested that same day, and Lorraine Vigil survived the attack. While in custody, he confessed to murdering Judy Dull, Shirley Bridgeford, and Ruth Mercado. But they still needed the bodies to ensure he was convicted. 
which he obliged by leading investigators to each body dump site while he relayed what happened in the girl's final moments. There were also hundreds of photos of not just the women he murdered, but many others. On December 16, 1958, Harvey Glattman was sentenced to death for the murder of Shirley Bridgeford and Ruth Mercado. He spent less than a year in San Quentin before, on September 18, 1959, at just 31, he was sent to the gas chamber. There is one more piece of the story of Harvey Glattman. Back in April of 1954, the body of a Jane Doe was found by hikers just west of Boulder, Colorado. For 55 years, her identity remained a mystery. That was until in 2009 when the sheriff's office was notified that, thanks to mitotyping technologies in State College, Pennsylvania, they were able to match Jane Doe's DNA with a woman who thought the victim might be her long-lost relative. The match was positive and Boulder Jane Doe was identified as 18-year-old Dorothy Gay Howard from Phoenix. This is believed to be Harvey Glattman's first victim a year before that of Judy Dull. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on December 11th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.